0: It's not. Yeah. Like these are massive energies. So They're right. older than anything you can imagine. Yeah. Like respect. That's right. So, how did you first get initiated
1: into talking with the Kuntomele? I would say the true initiation for that happened spontaneously in a sense. And I always heard about these Kuntomele caves in Burkina. Know, the Katsumi are really tough teachers. They they want everything completely precise. I noticed too with them when they send through these frequencies, uh, even though it can sound like a simple phrase, it's multidimensional because they're multidimensional beings. Like you mentioned, the
0: ancestors, mm-hmm. and uh, we also talked about Korea. And in Korea, ancestor worship is an everyday part of life. Um, Every day. everyday part of life. It's just part of the daily fabric and uh, I think it's also in Chinese culture so it's mm-hmm. just Confucian culture um, but a lot of modern Koreans they just do it because you know we've been doing it for hundreds and thousands of years mm. but there's no sort of meaning behind it except that's just how we've done it. Right. What's the importance of ancestral worship or ancestral acknowledgement? Many. <laughs> I can definitely see how people who are your direct—what uh, are they called? Not descendants, antecedents. I think I think, so. I think that that's the word. The word. Whatever. Think, yeah. It's been a while since I took my SATs. Okay. I've <laughs> been okay. study vocab.
1: So your your my ancestors. ancestors predecessors yeah i think they handed that word to me i can't take credit for that <laughs> That's one reason why it's helpful to be connected to spirit though like can't do words I'm like oh my god can you imagine brutal? taking
0: the sats <laughs> and you're connected with spirit and they're just like it's b no i can it's because a-
1: one time when i was taking a, 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 DMV, <laughs> a dmv test i didn't i didn't realize that i'd have to take the like the written test mm-hmm. until i was there i was like Uh uh-oh, I didn't study for this, and then I was connecting with spirit, I'm like, this one or this one, this one. And I'm really, really happy to say I aced it. uh, Thank you, Oh my god, Asian moms all over the world who are
0: praying (laughs) that their kid, like, passes an exam. I Um, mean, and ancestors, like, they, it's a very practical way to get into any sort of spirituality, right? Because they are connected to you through blood. Yeah.
1: Okay, so basically what could be said about the ancestors or what's said about the ancestors, what I heard initially from Maladoma is that they were there at the time before you were born and they know the reason, like the contracts or whatever, the, the reason why we're coming into the earth at this time, our soul's purpose, they were there for that meeting or that agreement and in a healthy context that our ancestors are helping to remind us like to do what we came here to do. To do what we come here to do, to do that, you know, thing that's maybe like nagging us or tugging at us from the inside, our ancestors would be trying to support that and also to protect us. Because we haven't tended to our ancestors in the West in such a long time, generally speaking. Because we haven't had effective ceremonies or practices to ascertain that their souls transition to the other world, unfortunately, we are also dealing with or connecting with a lot of ghosts. And that's what I believe is also what people are talking about, too, when they're saying, oh, this is an ancestral pattern, like, oh, drinking is an ancestral pattern, or molesting children, you know, it's these so-called, like, ancestral patterns or things that are happening and the way I experience it, experience it spiritually, is that they're actual ghosts that are passing on down the line. And so, this father that did this to his son or his daughter, and then it, those ghosts are just accumulating. And so they're accumulating, and is it that
0: they're going inside somebody's body and making them? They're literally like almost in
1: a way like possessing enough so that it's influencing that person and the thing is too here's the other thing too is because a lot of times people aren't making offerings to the ancestors and these these are like hungry ghosts by now some of them I mean and and so they'll oftentimes go to in the lineage or in the family to like the brightest energy you know which is a lot of times like the sensitive ones or to the children and they're actually like feeding off of the energy So many people, they don't want to talk about, they don't even want to talk about ancestors too because we've been so violated by our ancestors. A lot of us are by our family, you know? Molestation and abuse and like horrific things have happened to people because of their family, and that getting passed down is like, yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you want to talk about that? Why wouldn't you want to think about that? Or why their so called like white guilt or something is like, if I had a family member, which I did, you know, that or family that, yes, being raised in the South, are you kidding? Yes, yes, and I can openly talk about that. I've worked the shame and I've worked the healing. Yes, what I'm saying is that I have had. Family in the south of the United States that, or what's called the United States, that yes did have what's so-called slaves, humans from Africa that were brought there, yes, and have worked healing around that and continue to. And was in a um, an ancestor healing ceremony in the south in Mississippi. For anybody that's aware of the United States, I don't know who your people who are listening where they live, but in the United States, if we know the United States, the south is like, oh yeah, the south. Yeah, racism, everything. Ooh, it's especially edgy. deep south. Deep south. Yeah. deep south. Edgy racism, all yeah. of that. Like color lines, you know. Super edgy, right? Well, I was really, really excited to be. This was last year. I was really, really excited to be going into ancestry healing, particularly in the south. And I was hoping that it would be people of African descent, you know, showing up too, that we could go into that, that thing that people don't want to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. and. And it's there, and, and we did, and we were, and yeah, it was edgy, and also it was like one of the most profound things I've ever experienced because those, those ghosts also of African descent, also of European descent and so on, you know, yes, they transformed and we came together as a community and helping them, their souls, to transition. Because with somewhat, so many of them not transitioned, then we have what we call the United States. So let's say
0: that you had an ancestor who doesn't transition to the other side. First of all, why don't they? Okay. And then secondly, then what happens? Let's say this ancestor died a hundred years ago and has not transitioned over. Why not?
1: The other day when I was here, I was seeing this like big, beautiful, I think it was like a lion or something. Or. Anyway, and I was saying to Wayan, oh, that's so beautiful. And he was saying, oh, yeah, somebody's being cremated. And so here, for example, what I've heard so far is that they're working with some of the big, like the lions or some of these like big energies. I don't know if he said elephant too, to help the soul transition. So in an intact culture, in a more old, older traditional culture, they'll have these ceremonies and these practices. Like in Burkina Faso in West Africa, there would be a three-day and three-night um, ceremony where they're like, they're um, they're they're singing and they're chanting and they're uh, they're they're grieving and they're generating all this energy basically to support that soul's transition to the other side. And wow. so when because let's say for example now my dad when he died um, he wasn't even particularly religious necessarily, but it was at a church. It was small and when I was there and of course like I come in and I see a big picture of my dad like I go into grief you know and so I'm like grieving pretty heavy and a man comes and he like stops me and he's like do you need to go outside and I never I haven't been in like funeral experiences in the states I didn't realize that people would and my understanding of grief is it's so much also what helps a soul transition to the other side and so I'm putting like two plus two together and I'm thinking if if this is where funerals are at right now in the United States largely where people aren't even openly emoting showing emotion real emotion rather than like a few tears are acceptable Uh this is just contributing to the backup of ghosts and then on the other side of it um, why would a a soul or a spirit not transition I mean what I see in working with ancestors over the years is that um, Sometimes they don't know they're dead. Sometimes, like they, they actually don't even know they're dead. Sometimes they're um, they have they feel so unresolved about things that happened here. Like sometimes when I talk to them, whether it's like family members of somebody that I'm working with, they'll say, you know, I'll see them like fixed in rage or fixed in anger, and they're like, ah. and then I'll I'll talk to them and like, can you talk to me about what you're upset about? Or sometimes they feel like all of a sudden they're aware that they were just like an awful father or something and they they're they don't, they don't feel they deserve to to move on no no I was a terrible father and they're just stuck in that and then so I'll try to talk to them like you know please go easy on yourself and you were doing the best you knew how to and if I'm actually trying to help them transition you know well if you imagine there's the disconnect now from the the human on this side and the spirit then they're stuck in that place and then and they're stuck in that place and it's just it's stuck energy there's There's no closure for either side there's no closure for either side and that's also like Mm. when my when my dad died i mean my dad and i we had a really like you could say troubled relationship would be like a nice way to say it like Mm. abuse and all of that and um largely when my dad died i was also uh going to be sure that he transitioned also, because I knew how he would affect myself and my niece and everybody else, it would continue to be that energy that penetrated into us to some degree, and um, and so I just made sure, you know, I was just stayed steady with it. To make sure he was transitioning and for him he went through a whole process and there was like an archangel that came and i don't necessarily particularly connect with angels yet there was an archangel that came and was helping him and it seemed like there was a whole like schooling that he went through on the other side that he needed to learn a lot now when i experience his energy he feels amazing and this is the thing. So if we can work with them in their healthy state, it also can be healing for me. Now it's healing for me. Because when I experience them, I'm like, that's an amazing energy to connect with. And he'll talk to me. And when you talk to them, when they're fully transitioned, they it feels like higher wisdom that actually would be helpful to us. We get stuck and fixed in our thinking here as humans. Like we need, we need a higher, you know, kind of like higher wisdom or something that helps us. like. Oh, my gosh, I never saw it like that. Wow, thank you. Or they can they see everything from the other side and they'll say, "Hey, don't go, don't go that way. You go that way. If you go that way because they can see all that's gonna happen if you go that way. If you go that way and and what your soul is actually here to do, you're gonna get there, you're gonna reach that place if you go that way. And then there's all these choice points. And so you can check in even with one healthy ancestor. even with one that's really fully healthy. Let's say my dad, I could say, dad, what do you think I should do now? Like go that way and you can keep talking to them and keep checking in on them. And so I'm like fascinated to hear about cultures that there is still like you're saying like a daily, but then I also hear too, sometimes people are saying, but it's actually disconnected. People are actually just going through the motions. And so what's actually happening, I wonder. I'm not sure.
0: I feel as though people, they don't really believe. They think it's superstition. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So totally. That, you know, the ancestors have died, and maybe I never even knew great-great-grandma.
1: Right.
0: So there's no personal connection to her. So, okay, on a certain day, we all have to give mm-hmm. offerings. Right. Fine, but it's how does great-great-grandma affect my life?
1: Right?
0: Well, a lot. Yeah. Great <laughs> <And laughs> great grandma's really affecting your life. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that's one of the things I'm learning as I'm doing a lot of these interviews. Mm-hmm. Every um, very experienced and effective magician I've talked to mm-hmm. says
1: ancestor worship is huge. And so, well, here's the other thing, too it is also your ancestors that are connecting you to any beings because there's still that bridge. And so the way I told you I experience it is it's the way I experience it energetically is like, let's say in your energy field, your ancestors, especially in closer generations are closer to you uh, that connect you to other dimensions or between you and other dimensions. And so, especially if you imagine you're going through and you're helping to heal, fortify, strengthen your ancestors, right? It's also healing, fortifying, strengthening your own energy field and your sense of confidence in your world and your sense of standing in the world and also it's your ancestors that are going to be in between you and any other being too. One time when I was with Maladema we were going into a Kuntomle ritual and we were getting just so focused on the Kuntomle and so he was saying some things in Dagara, which is the language of the like the tribe that he comes from and he kept saying these things in Dagara, and so finally he said to us he was like please like, acknowledge your ancestors first because he's in between after everybody has spoken because they're only speaking to the contomni, he's apologizing for each of us to our ancestors. That's so fascinating and that makes a lot of sense because they know
0: your ancestors were human. So they know. They already right. know what it feels like. And their spirit now. Right. Plus they're related to you through DNA. So right. they're
1: invested in you. Yeah. So that's so sense. funny. It's, just it's so funny seeing you find the, make the logical connection. I'm it so not logical. Sense. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna try to follow your logic. No,
0: I, I love how like you're you're telling me this because now I can see sort of the process. Right. You know, it's sort of like your best friends who are the yes. most invested in you. Yes. And they know the guy at that club who can, like, (laughs) get you in. (laughs) So are you going to go straight to the bouncer, or are you going to go to your friend who knows that guy? You're going to go to your friend. Of course. And, you know, the thing about magic and being effective as a magician is about doing the most elegant methods of the magic, which means don't use a hammer and just bash through walls. Mm. You know, go through the proper channels Mm. to get to it elegantly, efficiently. (laughs) I like
1: that, elegance. Yeah, it's all about elegance. And shout out to
0: (laughs) Balthazar Black for teaching me the the concept of (laughs) elegant magic.
1: That's beautiful. Hey, for example, it's a relative that has actually so-called, like, had slaves. I don't like using that language, because that means actually you're talking about humans from Africa. But anyway, as people relate to it, well, if they've transitioned completely, however they were especially troubling and side, they want to make it right once they fully transition and so that may be the very ancestor that's urging you to um, to be in healing relations with people of African descent especially showing up to rituals that are healing the racial divide so
0: through you
1: Yes. They are yes. trying. To. Okay. Yeah. So it's like it's a whole ancestral lineage healing. They're they're able to see it because they've they've come to like a higher understanding. They're like, oh my god, what did I do? Uh, and so they're also trying to help make it right, so that's like a lineage healing, and um, and so you can imagine a lot of like the the friction and things that's happening these days. Them like following like I know there's really heated conversations currently around like cultural appropriation and things and obviously like there's people are sitting on we're all in ways I'm sure sitting on like mountains of pain you know if we really get down to it I feel like that's what's really going on is there's like pain that's just rattling or on fire inside of people's bodies so much that ancestor healing can be such a way to really 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 and when people feel so much shame of like I feel so ashamed that actually somebody that I'm connected to could do those things, that they're afraid to even look there. And then all of a sudden it's just like, oh yeah, let me go to love and light. Love and light, love and light, love and light. I can't hear anything else. Love and light, love and light, love and light. Don't talk to me about anything negative. But also sometimes they're like, not even in their own physical body, because it's like, you know, If we're really going to be embodied, we're going to at some point kind of need to face these things that we're like so afraid to face. Let's say there's a
0: person who um, actually one of the issues, I think, is that a lot of people, they're just like, well, my ancestors did it, but I didn't do it. So why should I pay for their sins? Right. Um, But let's say that you want to facilitate healing in your community, Mm. but you don't want to trigger those people. Mm. You know, what are some things that you could do?
1: I feel like, I feel like because I kind of like follow these conversations some and it seems like they're getting really hot, like heated, you know, which you, I mean, we we probably understand enough about fire to know that that really like, no matter if it's a a romantic relationship or anything, you know, when there's like too much fire, it's gonna, people are gonna get burnt. Um, I feel like, I feel like one of the most accessible Ways to start to move the energy is to turn to vulnerability. Hmm. So to to have some kind of like safe held space where it's just a lot of times when somebody's willing to be vulnerable, it's a lot of times another person. It's like hard not to be able to relate to that. It's like oh my gosh, you know. It's just you know if a person is willing to say like, I'm sorry, I just realize um, I'm I have so much pain inside. I i'm really scared and I, i'm actually scared of you you know and that's tough i feel really really i feel really really powerless and i'm so tired of feeling so powerless it is it, real tough to do. it is but can we do we have a choice that's a good question going to have like... To- <laughs> Do I have it on my mouth? <laughs> go for it. Oh,
0: cute. Should <laughs> <laughs> I have a whipped cream mustache? A little, a little bit. That's funny. There we go. <laughs> oh, there, there we go. go. When you see um, people who are not as, I don't know, like, caught up in civilization, <laughs> the way that they handle conflict <laughs> is a little bit different than mm. sort of like that passive-aggressive, mm. you know, What's up, Joe? You know, like sort of like that, yeah, that thing you said to me yesterday, I'm cool with that, I'm cool with that. But then it's like very like, you know what I mean? Not really cool with that. Not very cool with that. But I feel like a lot of other um, just societies, they deal with that differently. Mm -hmm. So guys, if you don't follow Liv on Instagram, (laughs) she like documents, like all the great places that she goes to (laughs) and uh, the spiritual journeys that she's going on in the world. And you're in Mongolia. How did that come about?
1: Yeah, how that came about was that I was um, I was in ceremony in the Amazon in Peru, and I was working with ayahuasca and with another sacred plant teacher. <clears throat> and um, when I was really, really, really deep in ceremony, like uh, I would I would feel Mongolia it felt like prayers. And when I would, each time I would connect in mm-hmm. with it, it felt like it was like prayers for the earth. And it would be like, I could feel it. And I could tell it was Mongolia. And I also tuned into Tibet a little bit. I felt like it was also somewhat coming from Tibet, but mostly it was Mongolia that I was feeling. And I just was noticing it. And I would ask people that were there, I was like, what's happening with Mongolia right now? You know, it felt like really strong. It felt like they were sending out prayers for the earth. Um, almost like, I don't know where this, but it felt, that's what it felt like to me it was prayers for the earth. And so after that retreat, I was integrating it, and then shortly thereafter, I was co-leading a, um, a ritual retreat in the Sacred Valley in Peru, working with mountain spirits. And then, and then after I came out of that retreat, it was like—I mean, it was so loud. Spirit was just kept saying Mongolia, 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 and I was with my two friends that I was working with there, Natalie and Sylvie, and. And I was like, hey, do you two want to go to Mongolia? <laughs> Road trip! <laughs> <laughs> Road trip! The way spirit guides me, I just follow, okay? Waiting for the next cue, okay? We're going to Mongolia. It sounds like like playing strength, okay? It sounds like Mongolia. And just getting whatever I get, like, okay? Uh, what do I know about? Okay, there's like the dukkha, like the sacred rain. Re- okay, I'm feeling that, like sacred reindeer people. There's also this... This girl, do you know this girl like Pan This like eagle huntress? Was there a movie made about yeah. her? Meet
0: Aishalpan. She's 13 years old. She's strong. She's brave. And she's a total natural. But when the competition ends, the real test begins.
1: So was these different things, and and I was thinking, oh, it'd be amazing to work with a female like shamaness or female shaman there, and and then so that felt like how I was getting guided. Okay, female shamaness, the 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 sacred reindeer people, the dukkha, and then. And then it felt like it was a journey of the feminine. And then I kept getting these messages about the rise of the feminine. And then I remembered I had seen like The Horse Boy before. I don't know if you saw this documentary. Was there a place on earth that combined healing with horses?
0: Mongolia. This is a story about how as a family, we did something crazy. How we ended up going halfway across the world in search of a miracle.
1: They went to visit the dukkha. Um and so from Sylvie watching that, she saw that they. she found out about this person, Tolga, who we contact to try to go to like legit, you know, shamans or shamanas, not just like look through the yellow pages. Right. not like hey. on their like yeah. trip advisor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, <laughs> just recent, then I kept getting the message from the Consomli that they're wanting a documentary made that started happening when I was going to Iceland and and then it didn't come together at that time but I knew they were talking to me about that and so I was telling them okay I'm like I'm I'm open to it you just need to like guide me here and so then this woman Emmy Wu she contacted me seemingly out of the blue I ended up just like sent me this little video that she had made of me with and then when I saw it I was like seeing that she does like creates film and stuff and I was like hmm. And Kuntome kept putting my attention to her, and I was like, think, hey, I think she's the one. And so, anyway, when I contacted her, I was like, I don't know. The Kuntome had been talking to me about a documentary, and, uh, uh, there was, and I'm, we're about to go to Mongolia and everything, and she was just, like, crying because she had received visions about Mongolia. I don't know, on Instagram, like, hey, I don't know. <laughs> Thinking of going to Mongolia, okay, there'll be like an application process. It's going to be like the journey of the feminine, you know. And never before have I gotten so like swamped by messages of people like wanting to come. Oh, when is it going to be? And I was like, holy shit! Like, I've never experienced such a strong response to something. And this is me like just falling. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And so I'm like, okay. <clears throat> as much as I've gotten is that it's. Honoring the journey of the feminine, a film is going to be made. It, there were so many women that were called to come. we decided to like create two journeys, pilgrimages, and with some downtime in between. The main issue we have with humanity right now is not so much the darkness that is coming up. Think about being in a vehicle off-road for like three days, like that's how kind of in the wilds of nature you are. And then we would be on pilgrimage, like riding horseback to these like the reindeer people. I mean, sounds a little bit epic, right? (laughs) And I needed to learn how to ride a horse.
0: So, so you've like, never
1: ridden a horse before? No, not really, like maybe once when I was like 17 years old or something and these are the things, the spirits like put me on these journeys,
0: In some senses I feel like ending up here is really important because it's a more intact culture than most places on the planet. And with that comes an intact connection and relationship with the little people or spirit or the gods and goddesses, or feeding the land, or singing to the animals. And so I feel this land is incredibly intense, but the paradox of that is I feel like it's willing to hold our intensity as well.
1: I wouldn't feel responsible if I didn't say this. I mean, it's really not all love and light. Of course. And to be more specific, like, there were some really intense energies that we encountered out in the wilds Mongolia some of it felt like some of the most ecstatic energy I've ever experienced and it wasn't only that like it's gonna sound pretty far out for what I'm about to say but well there's no way for it not to sound far out but I've been talking about interdimensional beings so may as well just fully go there right go for it okay (laughs) basically extraterrestrial energy I can see that was also a part of the landscape, and when I was working with the healer that I work with, and some of the clearing that I experienced, he was saying, "Well, maybe it's just because there's so much like wide open space in Mongolia. It's actually just <clears throat> practical that it's easy for them to be there. So there would be sometimes like being at the certain thing lake that was like considered a, like a sacred lake that I would have awful dreams and these energies that was, like, definitely, like, not, you know, all the energies that exist obviously aren't benevolent. Were you scared for mm-hmm. your life? Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, some, like, were, like, downright reptilian. So why do you think that would
0: would ask you to go to Mongolia? And there's like these like very menacing energies there. Like what was the point of you being in contact with that?
1: So we worked with two, three, three main shamans, right? Mm-hmm. A female shamaness and two shamans. They were all amazing. Um, the first shaman that we worked with, I, I asked him, I didn't ask him that question. I asked him, I said, I really got this like strong call to come to Mongolia and I'm curious to hear from you what you like pick up about the reason why. Mm-hmm. And so what he told me was that that I was called there by nature, by the nature spirits, particularly mountain spirits. And they were aware, they were slash are aware of the work that I'm doing with different elemental beings around the world. So they called me there. I would imagine the, like to fill in the blanks is that one could say nature is under attack. Very much under attack. The water getting on lockdown. These certain there's Mongolia's the mountains are mined for their minerals. You know, that's like a big thing happening there. Like in the capital, it's like I mean it's pretty intense. When the Khantomle talk through Mir Connect, which they also did with the reindeer people, they talk to them. They're also the Khantomle being fiercely protective. They're guardians of nature too. And so, the nature spirits, according to the shaman, had called me there to to get connected with these mountains and to get connected to these uh, beings of nature, which the connection has been made now, and the connection, I feel, is strong, and so I can pick up their messages a little bit easier now, and then know when they're asking me to send a message about what's happening with nature and stuff, and that we can be protective of nature.
0: Is this what the main storyline of the documentary is, about protecting nature? Or You mentioned the divine feminine.
1: Well, is it, maybe
0: they're one in the same?
1: Uh, I know, maybe they are one in the same. Yeah, You could say it's definitely about honoring the little people of the earth, it's about honoring our ancestors, it's about um, uh, honoring the feminine, which maybe is one in the same with nature, and is definitely acknowledging that we've always had relations with the other world and um, and here we are now again as modern people having relations with the other world.
0: The great truth that every member of the human species has walked with since the beginning when it comes to the ancestors is that they are real and they are with us.
1: Whether Sundance receives it or she wants to show it or not, Um, Quintimely is like putting a lot of pressure on me. that One way or the other, it'll be shown like around uh, February. Uh And when we were with the reindeer people, the dukkha, Emmy had asked the shamaness like, we've been like wanting to go about all of it in a good way. And she was asking her um, if she had any guidance for her. And she was saying basically like, show it to as many people as possible. And so that's the message that we keep getting from different like spirit practitioners.
0: I think it's so fascinating how people today are trying to bring their modern life and the traditional uh, practices together, and mm-hmm. finding that nice sort of intermeshing totally. of it. Uh, One of the things we were talking about was about <laughs> spirit. like the mystery guy, I know. There's actually <laughs> two
1: people on the side, guys. <laughs> we're, we're not just we're, like, <laughs> keep looking
0: at these like random people. <laughs> I keep wondering about this, but. Um, <clears throat> Just how some place like Korea, some place mm-hmm. like uh, the, the First World, like the the sort of revival of spiritual things. Can that's we
1: question happened. that word, please?
0: The revival, the F- First World. First World of the uh, <laughs> what? Uh, what the uh, what? Some like official bodies call the First World. I just would
1: like to lovingly just bring a little awareness to yeah. it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I guess. I guess. We can just say Western civilization. Yeah, totally. Western
0: civilization. Or people who are part of that. There's this group of people who are just like, Okay, like my basic needs are covered. Maslow's like hierarchy, like mm. the bottom part is covered. Something's still missing. And mm. so like I'm going trying to get up to the top
1: mm.
0: thing. But I think a lot of people are stuck like right here. They wanna go right to the top.
1: Mm.
0: And there's this like gap here and I've always been searching for that gap. Like mm. how to cross that gap. For me, I'm finding that talking about magic and trying to break away from material science Mm -hmm. is helping me understand how to get above that Mm -hmm. because we're talking about something that's not as physical Mm -hmm. and a little bit more like something that's personal, Mm -hmm. can't be measured objectively. We started off this conversation talking about how people can follow their hearts. Mm -hmm. What do you suggest for people who are determined, who really are seeking? (laughs)
1: <laughs> We're not just about
0: following your hook, but they, they're called, they know deep down, they're called for something bigger. And yet they just can't take that step. Let's say the typical person who's watching this is probably a couple years into like working and, you know, trying to pay their bills, mm-hmm. trying to pay off their student loans and stuff. Mm-hmm. Parents are just like, when are you going to get your life together? Mm-hmm. You know, why isn't your shit together? <laughs> Look at your sister, <laughs> you know, she's got her shit together. Look at your neighbor, he's got his shit together. <laughs> they want to go and do something and it may go against society mm. and there's a big spiritual component to it because maybe it's their intuition telling them and you know maybe you don't have to call it spirit it could just be intuition sure. and stuff and they're watching a video like this because it has a lot to do with magic
1: mm.
0: not law of attraction not any of that sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear <laughs> to be clear magic which is working oftentimes with spirits
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure
0: spirits that Science and modern society is said That's what crazy people do yeah. Talking to spirits <laughs> And Magic is saying Actually, you'd be crazy Not to talk to spirits Crazy is fun Crazy <laughs> is fun And really often t- <laughs> There we go We're in Bali Because we it. listen to spirits <laughs> You know So what do you suggest For people who are trying To go against the grain of yeah. First world First world yeah. um, <laughs> And uh, who are trying to More than just listen to their hearts. They're trying to actually do shit in the world.
1: I would say... Do it. How? By actually doing it. They're scared. (laughs) I love talking to you. You (laughs) totally crack me up. They're scared. They're scared. Um, Well... I only
0: have $5,000 saved up. What am I gonna do? My heart tells me that what I really want to do is Look, I want to make a documentary film.
1: I'll tell you. Yeah. I'll tell you when I um, when I left the United States to start my like international tour or whatever. Um, I had a hundred in the bank, a hundred dollars, like not. A hundred and or like when I tell people all my stuff is in two suitcases, they're like, Oh you mean two suitcases. And storage. Sludge. I'm like, no, I actually mean two suitcases. That's what that's what I have and it you know, come to find out it's like wildly liberating and where well, I was so afraid Spirit was asking me to go all in with them, you know. What we'll is go all in? Well in that case it meant packing everything into two suitcases, not both huge, one bigger, <laughs> one not so big and then uh, and then to go and then so I just chose to trust and I mean yes yes I have have had a waiting list it's not you know that there weren't other things you know it's not like and then what's gonna happen I mean people are contacting me a lot and also that's what I had in the bank $100 so it's not like oh well she can say this or she can do this because she comes from money or you know no actually no that's not the case. I am choosing to. It's it's a choice we make. There's not a guarantee. And if we're just trying to exist in like within the lines or in a safe zone, uh, well, we just might actually not be living. I mean, like, do you know that book, *The Alchemist*? Yes, love it. I love that book too. I guess also they talk about that like the hero's journey or the heroine's journey. You know, in a way, I guess that's kind of like the hero's journey, and. And then, why do so many people love that book? have full chills! And if we're gonna go and do that, like hero, hero, or heroine's journey, then yes, we're gonna likely encounter like difficulty and challenge and uh, demons. And I mean, if it again, like some of these things that I tell people, it's it, it. I can't help it. Like it's gonna sound far out to people. I have encountered so many demons and so many entities, so many energies that would just love to stop what I'm doing. I continue to you know and and so like it's easy for sometimes people to look at my life from Instagram or whatever and have this imagining I try to talk more openly about it just for that very reason so people don't imagine like oh yeah it's the glamorous life and you're just like (laughs) kicking it in Bali with your friends that are like these cool spirited people it's like it's been really hard and and so if we're willing to actually like to go through difficulty to to accept that it may be challenging and i listened to him be interviewed and he was saying they didn't tell you it was going to be easy so if we're if we're addicted to easy and we're expecting it to be easy then you may as well just like throw the towel in just be willing to like encounter something and, and then that's also how we grow too right if we really, really think we're just getting what we want, and then you may you're just like hanging out in an air-conditioned space, you know, thinking that you're like living the good life, and you're like have the secure partner or whatever, and the you know really really big bank account or something, which is great if that's really what you're why you came here, and that that's actually fulfilling to you. But is that actually why everybody has come here to like the Paris Hilton or whatever? We're so conditioned by celebrity culture now, you know, yeah. and so. Uh, to just really like find find if, if that is actually that person's truth You know, really that may be Who am I to say what another person maybe that's really what that person that soul came here to learn That's beautiful But what if it's not and so they they feel that internal pain and uh, It'll likely be scary and it's likely you know, you're gonna be encountering some like like, you know It's like the book the alchemist, you know, he, he, he encounters a lot of strife difficulty you know and then he, he does eventually arrive there and then and then it's so worth it so that's why I was saying you know if I really I'm telling you about Mongolia yes we experience like oh my gosh it was almost like the full arc of the hero the heroine's journey mm-hmm. um, maybe designed as such by spirit so by now I'm not necessarily going for oh that was that means that this wasn't right because it got hard and I know better by now. Oh, yeah, yeah, there that energy is, again, that doesn't doesn't necessarily want us to succeed. And I'll keep trying. i'll find I'll find a way, and I'll keep talking about these things because these might be things also that other people experience on their past and on their journey. and if we can help to make it a little bit easier for each other, I'm really, really, really into that. I like that.
0: Just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not right.
1: Exactly. Sometimes
0: you know, it is right because it's supposed to be hard at places. Yeah. The way that I see life is that. <laughs> I feel like
1: yeah. <laughs> like, this is this is happened. like, This is what I tell like, like, all young people. She's super enchanted. <laughs> You're talking about magic because you're so magical. Thank you. Thank you.
0: No, like, uh, the way that I see life is that your life is like a movie, and think about all the most boring movies that you've ever seen. (laughs) Nothing happens. Shit happens. It's just everybody just sitting around a kitchen table just like, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? Right? Versus the really interesting movies, the ones that make you cry, the ones that Mm. win all the awards. Mm. You know, like the hero, like think about that movie, Precious. Mm -hmm. It's about this young girl who goes through incest um, and she's a teenage mom, she's being abused, um, she gets HIV, I mean, Mm -hmm. just everything. And at the end, she still perseveres. Mm -hmm. And um, movies like that, the ones that really Mm -hmm. touch you, the ones that you remember, that's sort of the life that. Maybe you don't need to be afraid of because, of course, when you're living it, it sucks. Yeah. But then when you look back on it, then you're like, wow, you know, like I was, I started here because the hero's journey is always about how do they change at the end. Mm -hmm. I started here and then because of this journey, now Mm -hmm. I'm here and then I can go back to where I came from and tell other people about it. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, other people are also starting here and going up and up. So it's Mm -hmm. multiplied and multiplied and Mm -hmm. multiplied. Mm -hmm. And then that to me sounds like a very fulfilling life. Totally. Maybe not easy, but
1: fulfilling. Yeah, because I mean, at least I I feel pretty clear that I came here to grow Mm. and to learn and... I don't know, has everybody? I mean, I imagine that we've come here to grow, right? And also to help other people, for sure, too. Like, obviously, that's my belief, is that we've all come here to be helpful in some way and to, and to grow. And, and sometimes it is like, or maybe oftentimes it is through that resistance, you know? Even if you think about, uh, like, a exercising or something, or like, where, you know, maybe if you're getting, like, definition, you know, it would be through there's some resistance or something. Right. That helps to strengthen you where you would actually have some kind of definition. You know, it's like ways that we actually, because you're encountering some resistance, right? And so, and it doesn't, you could stop and then you're going to stay with like, you know, limpness or whatever. But if you're actually wanting to, and then with that, then you're able to like do different things with your physical body. You know, move through the world maybe more easily when you have that strength.
0: That's so important. That we realize that there are no guarantees, right? There are none.
1: Nobody gave me a guarantee. I haven't had a guarantee. I was, I was doing childcare for a while, like while I was going to school, like studying. And why? Because I loved being with kids. It was like calling my heart, you know. And so it was going from like, you know, two hundred and fifty dollars an hour to twelve dollars an hour. Yeah. But I had experienced the opposite and felt how awful that felt and like life crushing, soul crushing. And then I realized, oh my god, anything but that. I love your story. I feel like like so
0: many people can relate to it. Mm. So many people can relate and so many people maybe aspire to also have what they see as, oh my god, she's so brave. Mm. I could never do that. But you did it and you're thriving because you followed
1: your heart well yeah and I mean thank you and I mean sometimes like it'll surprise people when I even say how hard it was for so many years to even like say my name in a circle where I would go into like fight or flight my my soul or my spirit is leaving my body and you know sometimes people will see me with like ease of coming into new communities and that and that was like working steadily to try to heal that for you know maybe 10 years and so just to show you know sometimes if people just see like more of like an end result or something closer to that you know just think oh it just that looks easier it's really hard for me so what what hope is there for me it's like no actually but but we have to start somewhere you know we have to start somewhere and just rather than just uh, wanting that Quick result, right? Because that's what people want—like to see the quick result—and rather maybe just just fall in love with like little little steps or little you know little growth or little, but but at least it's happening and you're you're moving in that direction.
0: That is such amazing advice, Thank and you. you know the advice that you give—it's uh, so similar to what a really famous business guru oh. who everybody loves to hate. His that's name's um, Gary Vee. Everybody hates him, but I I'm just know like, why? I think most people burn out because they're looking for money. When the game itself and the process and gratitude is the mix of your gasoline, you'll run forever. He's giving a very spiritual message, which is you're just being you. Yes. And that's the only thing you can do because yes. to be honest, it's very binary. You're either you or you're trying to be what other people want you to be totally so do you do your best huh. and then if you do you and you do your best things will take care of itself but there are no guarantees yes but the thing is who cares because getting there is
1: what's fun i feel like i mean what i've experienced when you're just when you're actually just expressing without a front or a facade or there's no hidden hook or something like that you're just you're just actually expressing purely <laughs> like from your authenticity, people respond, they can connect, they can actually trust you because there's always like you know, so often so many hidden hooks or something. It's just like whoa. So this conversation has been so eye-opening, mm-hmm.
0: so lovely. Um, I'm just like <laughs> grabbing your knee right now because I don't know how else to explain it. Uh, our, our spirit <laughs> friends think that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I do that, you know. Sometimes I'll just I, be I like, like you grab yeah. you
1: more people would grab my knee. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here. <laughs> I, I really feel recently I've gone through a big arc with the whole, you know, journey, or the heroine's journey or whatever, but I had this really tough experience, not with Balinese people, but it happened when I first arrived in Bali, and so it just kind of, like, I went through what did, like, legitimately feel like a dark night of the soul, where I was just like, you know one too many challenges or something and i just was like pulling the covers over my head it's like ah you know and um and so so i was like talking to friends a lot and then and then i didn't know because i feel the spirits here in bali so strong and so i wasn't sure like am i not supposed to be here you know these spirits will really let me know whether i'm supposed Mm. to be here or not anyway when wayne was driving me uh 'Cause I knew I would be putting that question out. But he was telling me like he was telling me about different things. Oh, you can do this, you can do this. I'm like, I I'm not really like touristy things, I'm not really I don't know. And so but then he was like oh, and then there's this uh this healer that um that maybe you might like to see. And when he said that, I like saw this like energy go into him or something, and I didn't know what was happening or whatever, it was like that I want to experience, like that for sure. And um, and so so I knew that I would go and work with that healer. You know, I was like grateful. He's saying normally he works with like Balinese people and everything, and I knew it felt like, grateful to be able to go and meet him. When I finally went to sit with the healer, then it's like, I guess you could say like a spirit priest or something, He's like pretty super strong, powerful man, and has like a line of people every day that he's working with colonies people. And then when I went and I sat in with him and Wayne was the translator, and then right when I walked in, he, he looked at me and he said, uh, he said, I know her, she's very powerful. So I sat down and he had, you know, a really big presence. So I was just a little bit like trying to get my grounding in there. Basically what he was telling me was he was like, seeing me as like a priestess, basically. And so he was like, you're a priestess. Or he might've said like, priest of God or something. Like priestess. When I was asking him, um, at a certain point, like, oh, I was having these visions and everything. it's like, is this in Bali? And he was like, it's, it's Bali. And, and so, um, and then at that time he had also asked me to apprentice with him and so uh, it w- felt like a very like big response, you know, like I put the question out and I received a very strong response. So it's nice to receive guidance and stuff like that and to have more support and kind of like filling out more spiritually, so I've been like very grateful for that. And then um, and then also, and Wayne was confused too and he left. he's like, "I don't understand like I've brought other like Westerners here to see him before he's never hasn't asked that before. And so it just felt all very like, you know divinely uh, divinely guided Then in some ways like studying with him and also uh, like receiving healing and trans- transformative like energies and going through that process with him. and then um, and then. And then yeah, he also wanted to collaborate and I guess the reason why I was partly saying that too is because I've put together with him a retreat for um, February of next year and in, uh, in Ubud. And uh, it'll be a little bit outside of, mm-hmm. yeah, more or less Ubud. Mm-hmm. His temple is a little ways away. Yeah, so uh, so I happen to love Bali and also I feel like I'm it's been very like spiritually guided to be here, and so I've been really like appreciating working with him. That's a very clear sign. Though. Yeah, Bali <laughs> <was low.
0: laughs> when you talk to people, is that just you'll be randomly talking to somebody at like a cocktail
1: party or whatever, and then you'll just see? Yeah. Do you see yourself as a? um, <laughs> It would be like a shaman, right? Because I know that word sometimes can be loaded, but it just like it feels like you. I'm gonna so I'm gonna keep chiseling away. I have a little like have a little nail God. and a hammer, and I'm gonna keep trying to chisel I away.
0: I don't know, like I'm, you know, but I'm fascinated that you can actually talk to people and, you know, you can see. Because it's sort of like, I don't know, like, I'll meet some dude on Tinder and stuff, and he seems nice enough for them, you know what I mean? But then if
1: you were to meet that person, you could see... <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't know what you mean, and then <laughs> what happened? You just left out the second part of the story. Like, no, I actually don't know what or you like, mean. Or like, you know, you'll,
0: a lot of people will be like, how come I didn't see that in, in that person? But you can actually see somebody from a soul level. Oh, yeah. So there must have been people that you've come across where you're just like... Dude, you know, like, oh, yeah, not, not cool.
1: A lot, yeah, a lot. yeah.
0: Can they see you? Like, do you feel like there's a recognition? Like, they're well, just
1: like, hold on, can you feel me connecting to you at this whole level right now? What, what does that feel like? <laughs> oh <my laughs> I'm asking you if you feel that that's what I'm doing with you right now. I don't know. Well, anyway, I'm doing that. So sometimes, like, maybe with you, when I was doing that with you, like, connecting to you at the soul level, maybe it felt intense. You're just like, hey, live." we just met, like, <laughs> back in <and> the <forth. laughs> Um, But because he was asking a <clears throat> question, there was, like, more of an invitation that I felt. Usually mm-hmm. i try to give people space. And also sometimes the spirits are just, like, so loud with me that, and that's my agreement with them, that I've been in yoga classes before where I'm like, in like the triangle pose or something mm-hmm. and they're like ah, you know talking and I'm like you want me to talk to that person right <laughs> <laughs> I'm like actually they like, can you know the triangle pose and they'll just keep going and I'm like they're not gonna stop until I say something to them and so I just after the class I'm like putting away the yoga mat and i will just like just see if they all of a sudden pay attention to me I'm like how's it going? And then and then I'll just start talking. Oh yeah, and I'll just like see where it goes. And then all of a sudden there's the opening. And I'm like, well yeah, I do shamanic work and I don't, like work with ancestors or something. I'm like, oh my god, that's so interesting. I, I've just been reading about that recently. And then I'm like, oh, that's why they asked me to say that thing.
0: So what do you do when you meet? I guess they would be called toxic people. Like, what can you do for you?
1: Well, I mean. Sometimes it's hard because sometimes things that I see or... Sometimes when it's hard is that I see that <clears throat> their are entities coming into a person and it's what's causing them to say certain things to me. You know, trying to like so-called like project onto me or tell other people that I'm like a bad person or something. And sometimes it's really hard because I can, from my perspective, uh, I can only of course speak from my perspective, but from my perspective what I'm watching happen is that like an energy comes in and they allow themselves to be like willing vessels in some way and so all of a sudden I start watching those energies just try to be destructive and that's really hard for me to see. And if it's somebody that I've been like friends with or been close with and they're not willing to acknowledge that or something, you know, then I, I just basically, I'm like, I'll send you love from afar. Some of the the openings are created also from when people aren't willing to be accountable or responsible for themselves, and it's always like somebody else, or Mm -hmm. you know, then that's like one of the easy openings, and so what I've learned is that um, I generally like to hang out with people who take accountability or take responsibility for themselves. Because otherwise, it's just people are so easily steered. For sure, I'm going to link down like all your whatever,
0: links and stuff yeah, totally. to the movie, the documentary, your website, everything. And uh, just to be clear, like right now you're not taking private clients. Because I'm sure after seeing the video, some people are just going to be like, wait, I want
1: this healing. Um, I am with mentoring. Mentoring. With mentoring. You, like all of looking at the screen, you. If you feel called to mentor, be mentored by me, then you can go through the process of the application. And I've, I've worked with the waiting list, but I, I do like do mentoring here and there. So, when you're mentoring people, what does that mean? Like, what do you do? Um, well, it's basically like hearing where a person's at and what they're asking for, you know, how they're wanting to express more in the world, or if they're wanting to. Become more connected or develop their relationship with spirit or something. It's just basically, you know, uh, listening to what a person, where they're at and like how they're wanting support. But like for sure, it'd probably be spiritual support in some way. Because usually that's why people are like knocking on my door, my spirit door. (laughs) (laughs) So I
0: always ask my guests this, and this is sort of like my favorite part. Which is, okay, what are three songs where it's like, yup, like if I were to like walk into a room before I even talked about my
1: magic, these three songs would like represent me. I feel like I should ask you all to tell me that about me, because I don't even know if I know the name of any song. (laughs) What would be the song that you would choose for me? Something from like Sigur Yeah, I love Sigur Yeah, totally. Something like that. Yeah. Something very cinematic. Yeah, yeah, I love
0: that. Yeah. For whatever reason, I kind of see a... of like this beautiful slow moving glacier, mm. moving but to like this like beautiful Straussian waltz, you know. So it's like, yeah, like this thing of From the trailer, your documentary. And stuff.
1: <laughs> Looks really fascinating,
0: and because also genetically I'm related to the Mongolians. Being yeah, that's Korean, amazing. Yeah, so I feel sort of a connection to that. Too.
1: Totally.
0: So I'm excited for the film. I'm gonna put down in the description box all of your
1: links. Um, yeah. She's taking
0: uh, mentees. Hi. <laughs> <Bye.
1: Yeah. laughs>
0: so if you're so cold to. I don't to have look the thing like the <laughs> magic. magic. <music. laughs> and I feel so honored that the first person that I interviewed, literally, for my channel in Bali. With you so thank you so much thank you thank <laughs> you hey everyone thank you so much for listening to the Witches and Wine audio experience if you enjoyed this podcast please consider supporting me on Patreon you can choose between a few membership tiers they're super affordable and flexible Your membership helps me continue making videos, podcasts, articles, lots of different things about all the sweet witchy stuff. Links are in the show notes. Also, don't forget to go on iTunes and give this a five-star rating. Each five-star rating helps rank this podcast higher in searches so that as many witches can find and enjoy these episodes as well. Until next time, this is Chawan. Signing off.